the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to the Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we are serving in Wesley Chapel in Tampa and Brandon in our newest location in St. Pete along with Conexion, our Spanish-speaking congregation. We're honored to serve the listening audience of Tampa Bay's Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 WTBN. Would you pray with me this beautiful morning? Abba Father, you are our God, and we just love you and praise you and worship you. And for you to have set up for us a time to get close to you, and pray and worship you and and just know that you are with us and that you are our God. What an amazing thing that we, a gift that you've given us. So Lord, we say, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, Lord, for what you have given us. The gifts not only of salvation, but the gifts of personal relationship with you, that we can hear your voice and say, yes, Hineni, here I am, send me. So, Lord, send us this day as we follow you and bless you and look for your blessings back to us. We thank you and praise you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, it is another great morning. And uh, did you have your quiet time this morning? (laughs) Some of you are going to say, well, there wasn't time. Well, there was time if you got up earlier. (laughs) I believe that uh, as we finish up quiet time today, uh, that this is really a a teaching that is good for everybody, whether you have one or not. uh, We all need to strengthen our time with the Lord. I just want to mention to you that we are still looking for financial support And uh, if you call our office in the next week and speak to Karen at 813-831-5673, we will send you the prayer booklet that we're using uh, for this quiet time. Just ask for it, and we'd love to send it out to you. And uh, as we talk about quiet time, 
we want to make sure we understand that the purpose of this, uh, it's, it's not only to be right with God, but to be intimate with God. And intimacy comes through faith and through confidence. And we need to know who we are, our identity. We need to see the fruits of the Spirit manifested in our lives and the gifts of the Spirit just going forth and, and, and that we see our calling and our purpose. All of that comes from intimacy with God and God speaking in us and through us. And so... This is the heart of Messiah. The heart of Messiah is for us to have a personal relationship with the Lord of all. Amen? Okay. So, let us go into this last teaching on, on, on quiet time and understand that this is part of our discipleship. This is part of how we begin every day with the Lord. And I've broken up the quiet time into eight different uh, parts, of which we've already talked about praise and confession or confess. We are to forgive. We are to listen to God's quiet voice in our hearts. We are, last week we talked about proclaiming, which as most of you know, is my favorite. I love to proclaim the Word of God into my life. I believe that gives me strength. It gives me uh, just God changes me. This is how he transforms me. He transforms me through his Word. And it's not just reading it. It's just. It's not even just meditating on it. It is speaking it out and, in, and, and just allowing each word to go deeper deep into my spirit. And just like it says in Psalm 1, I want to be like that tree planted over streams of water, producing its fruit during its season. Its leaf never droops, but in all he does, he succeeds. That is my heart. I want to succeed in Messiah. Okay, it, I, you know, if, if I'm successful in my own mind, that's nice. But if I'm successful in Messiah's mind, that is special and amazing. Well, today we're going to talk about interceding as our first number six in our list. Number seven is prayer. And number eight is give thanks. So as we look at interceding, this means praying for others. And praying for others, I believe, is part of our of what we need in order to be healthy believers. If we don't bear one another's burdens and thus fulfill the law of Messiah, which is Galatians 6.2, really, we are just a clanging symbol, I believe. So 1 Timothy 2, verse 1 through 3 says, Therefore, first of all, I urge you that requests, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made on behalf of all people, for kings and all who are in authority, so we may live a peaceful and quiet life in all godliness and respectfulness. This is good and pleasing in the sight of God our Savior. 
Now, I don't know what you think of our politicians, but I pray for them every day. I pray for President Obama almost every day. I pray for the Supreme Court, which will be coming down with all these amazingly important decisions. I pray for them almost every day. Do you pray? You know, it's it's our collective prayer. God wants to hear the remnants speak to him uh, about things that are scriptural. And we just read that we are to pray not only on behalf of all people, but for all who are in authority over us. You know, in, in 1 Samuel 12, 23, it says this, Moreover, as for me, Far be it from me that I should sin against Adonai by ceasing to pray for you. Can you imagine that if I stop praying for you, that God would see that as sin? Or, you know, if you've been reading the parshas lately and or studying the book uh, in, in the uh, Torah, the Old Covenant, the first five books of Moses, how many times did Moses intercede for the people of Israel? Numbers 21.7, the people came to Moses and said, We sinned when we spoke against Adonai and you. Pray to Adonai for us that he may take away the snakes. So Moses prayed for the people. How many times did he did this? do this? I'm sorry. Philemon 1, 4 through 6, I thank my God always when mentioning you in my prayers, hearing of your love and the trust you have toward the Lord Yeshua and all the Kiddushim, which would be the saints or the, what the actual translation, the holy ones. May the fellowship of your faith become effective with the recognition of all the good that is ours and Messiah. Look, we need to understand that part of loving our neighbor as ourselves is interceding in prayer for them. And then, of course, if you read Daniel 9, 3 through 19, great intercessions, uh, which I will not read because of time right now. So intercede. Let's do it right now. Lord, we pray for President Obama. We pray that he'll have a heart for you. We'll pray that he hears your voice. We pray that if he doesn't know you, that he will come to know you in a deep, personal way. We pray that all the people around him would come to know you, all his advisors. And we pray in particular today for the Supreme Court, who will be making monumental decisions and I ask that they would have the heart of Messiah, each one of them, whether they're liberal or conservative, that they would know your will and carry out your will. So, Lord, we pray for this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Okay. Well, then there's prayer for oneself. And, you know, that's kind of interesting because we see in Luke uh, 18, we see the scripture about um, how we are to continually go to God and not give up uh, in prayer. If you remember the judge and the lady who uh, the lady wouldn't give up. And she kept saying, give me justice against my opponent. 
He was unwilling at the time, but afterward he said to himself, although I don't fear God or respect people, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so she won't wear me out by her incessant coming. Then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge is saying. Won't God do justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he be slow to help them? So look, day and night, crying out. This is, God expects us to have faith, and part of faith is to be able to continually pray and not necessarily see the answer the second we want to see it. Does that make sense? So part of faith is knowing that we can continue in prayer with the same consistency, the same desire, and God appreciates the fact that we continue to have faith, even though we haven't seen the answer quite yet. Of course, then there's the opposite. Matthew 6, 6 through 8 God says, when you pray, go into your inner room, shut the door, and when you pray, pray in secret, and God will reward you that way. And when you're praying, do not babble on like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. So the idea is that you would pray once, and that's the end of it. But that's not what Luke says. So I think we have to combine these two. There are some times that we do pray just once. But, you know, we don't have to babble on and on and on. But each day we can cry out to to God for the same thing. All right? And, And it's important to pray for ourselves. But it's also one of the ways we can pray for ourselves is to pray Scripture into our lives, which is that proclaiming part. As we look at Matthew 6, 9 through 13, this is, of course, called the Lord's Prayer, our Father in heaven, sanctified be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And in this prayer, you'll see a number of the parts that I have placed uh, in this booklet for prayer time. So please make sure that uh, you have one of these booklets to help you with your prayer time. Again, Matthew says in chapter 18, verse 19 and 20, he says, again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything, they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst. And I've had these conversations with people in our congregation who say, well, since we haven't seen the answer, it must mean something else. And God is not doing that kind of thing anymore. You know, you have to be realistic. And I'm saying, no, we have to be people of faith. God answers, and he answers for our requests in the ways 
he desires. And sometimes we don't see it. Sometimes it's later. We don't know. I mean, God is so huge. We have to have faith. We have to use all the scriptures to understand the nature of God. And so one of the, the key scriptures that we see all throughout scripture is that we must have faith. It's impossible to please God without faith. So faith is continuing to pray, even though the scripture says that we will get this, and it sounds like an immediate thing. It's not always immediate, or it's not always the way we want it. And First John, I like the way this is uh, said, 5, 14, and 15. Now, this is the confidence we have before him. And that's faith, right? That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests we have asked for him. And that is the confidence of faith. And we need to go to God in the confidence of faith. Look, it is not easy. And sometimes I know we have somebody in our congregation who has had multiple, multiple physical problems since about 10 years old. And she's so tired. And she came in the other day and she said, I can't do this anymore. I can't pray. And that's fine. Because, you know, that's what the community is for. We gathered around her, we prayed, we encouraged her, we strengthened her, and, and so she continues to fight the good fight. And that's what she has to do. And we still believe that God is going to supernaturally heal her. But it is so important to continue the fight. This is why Yeshua came. Look, if it was a one-second fight... We could handle that, right? If we got everything we wanted exactly when we wanted, we, we wouldn't really need God. It would be all about us. Look, he is molding us. He is strengthening our character. Perseverance is part of that. Let us continue to pray. Well, finally, the last thing that we're going to do in our quiet time, in, in our prayer, is to give thanks. Look, in First Chronicles 16.4, it says, King David appointed some of the Levites as ministers before the Ark of Adonai to petition, to thank, and to praise Adonai, the God of Israel. So he appointed Levites partially to thank God. I wonder if the other people weren't thanking God, but, but whether they were or they weren't, Levites were appointed for this purpose, to praise and thank God. First Chronicles 16.34, give thanks to Adonai, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. I love this. Psalm 104 and 5. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Praise him. Bless his name. For Adonai is good. His loving kindness endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. And that's why we need to thank him. 
thanking him. Look, God knows what we need. Thanking him gets our mind off of us, puts our mind on him, and we get strengthened and we feel encouraged when we thank the Lord. Psalm 108, verse 4. I will give thanks to you, Adonai, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. Just a wonderful, wonderful declaration of what we should be doing concerning the Lord, thanking him among the people. If they see our thankfulness, even in trials, it will be an amazing testimony of who God is. Ephesians five eighteen to 20. Do not get drunk on wine, and that is reckless. Instead, be filled with the Ruach, or the Holy Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making music in your heart to the Lord. Always, okay, I, this is what I always ask the congregation, how long is always? <laughs> always giving thanks for everything. Okay. How much is everything? <laughs> everything is everything, huh? So always in everything, give thanks to God the Father in the name of the Lord Yeshua the Messiah. Is that a prescription? You give thanks and you close in the name of the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah. Okay, this is, it's exciting, right? <laughs> First Thessalonians five sixteen through 18. Rejoice always, pray constantly, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Messiah Yeshua. And I love the way God repeats things that are important, not only giving thanks always and pray constantly, but rejoice always, just like it says in Philippians 4. Hebrews, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Let us show gratitude. Through this, we may offer worship in a manner pleasing to God and reverence and awe. Do you realize that when we thank God, we are worshiping God in a manner that is pleasing to him? This is an amazing understanding of our relationship with God and how look when you love God you want to please him this scripture tells us how to please him we are to thank him he sees that as worship and it's a manner it says pleasing to God with reverence and awe it's an amazing thing. So let me just remind you that there are, in my opinion, and look, you can go a lot of different ways on this. You, and you, each morning doesn't have to be the same, but I believe there are eight pieces to our quiet time. Number one, we need to praise God. Number two, we need to confess our own sins. Number three, we need to forgive others and forgive ourselves. 
Number four, we need to listen to God's voice. Number five, we need to proclaim God's word so it goes deep into our hearts and minds. Six, we need to intercede for others. Seven, we need to pray for ourselves. And number eight, we need to give thanks for God is an amazingly great God, worthy for all our praise, our worship, and our thanksgiving. So next week, we are going to start on a new uh Subject. It's going to be Messianic Judaism and Judaism in general. So uh, get back here next week. In the meantime, this is the last week we're going to offer the Quiet Time Prayer Booklet. So this is the moment to call our office. And if you call today on Sunday, just leave a message on the phone. We'll get it. 813-831-5673. Call Karen at 813-831-5673. May you have the heart of Messiah this day as you seek to strengthen your role as his disciple. Let's pray. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah, so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.